Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited for this message because I believe some people are going to leave here and you're going to be set free. Man, today I have the privilege of convincing you that going through a difficult time is something you should be happy about. Who, who wants my job right now? Right, nobody. No, they're like, no, you do the work. I'll listen. But today, when we look into God's word, we can see that when we go through a difficult time, we can take joy. We can have joy. And God will often send, send us into seasons that we don't quite understand to transform us. See, I want to ask you today, what if your isolation that you feel right now wasn't isolation, but preparation for what God is wanting to do in your life? And don't get me wrong, like we can make bad decisions and man, we can, we can live in sin and we can do all this stuff that God, man, that, that's not his plan for our life. And we can be in a difficult season and God can redeem that too. But God will oftentimes allow us to go through a difficult time to develop us into the person that he wants us to be. And today I believe that someone's going to just, man, you're going to be set free because you're like, what's been happening to me? And today you're going to know why. I want to share with you a personal story. 12 years ago, I was uh, serving at, at a church. And man, I, you know, from the day that I got saved, like I have never left the church. I, I've just like never left God. God was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I was just serving in the church. Amazing things were happening. Prayers were being answered. My family's coming to God. Students, incredible. was so good. They're being reached and just dreams that I had. Everything was just like incredible. It was so good. Like I wouldn't change a thing. And I was there on a Sunday morning and I felt a little off. Like I just felt a little like sick. I felt a little weird. And I didn't go home because I've always just been like, no, I'm going to just make it through it. You know, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not quitting. And I'm in this back hallway. I'm getting something. I don't even remember what it is, but I didn't feel good. I ended up fainting. I ended up passing out. And I ended up not landing on my back or on my arm, but I landed on my jaw right here, right here, jaw first. And I broke my jaw. And I, I remember I was rushed to the hospital. I'm sitting in the hospital and and I'm just like, what is going on? And, and, and my jaw, I just was bleeding, all this crazy stuff. And, and it ended up, my jaw was totally broken. They had, to wire my, they had to wire my jaw shut. And my jaw had to stay like that for, for at least, you know, almost two months. I couldn't talk. I couldn't, I couldn't eat. Come on, who loves to eat? Man, that was painful. I'm hungry right now, so hopefully I don't hangry preach. You know what I mean? I don't want hangry preach. But... I couldn't eat solid food. You know, you get tired of popsicles and yogurt. And I think one time I even tried spaghetti. I'm like, I just want some spaghetti. I put it in the blender. Nope, not good. Couldn't eat, man. I was so embarrassed. I was so confused. I was in my room. I didn't want to go out in public because I was just like, oh, man, I can't even talk to people. I can't even, can't even say words. And I remember it was at that time, you know, the only person I would let see me actually was my now wife crystal and she was just my friend back then but she would i don't know why just something and i think it was a foreshadowing of us falling in love but i just she was the only one that i would let see me and it was in that time that i really believed that that i had a choice to make i went from man incredible things happening to sitting completely confused completely hurt and injured and and not knowing what what had I done? What had caused this? And I had a choice to make in that season. I could say, you know what, God? I did my best for you. 
I, you know, I, I wasn't living a crazy life. I'd been in your church all day and all night. Like I'd been doing all this for you. And now look at me. Now look at what I'm in. I could have said, you know what, God, I'm done with, with you. Let's just part ways and, and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out later. But the other choice I had to make was, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you in this season. And I can tell you that I'm so glad that I decided to trust God in a season that I didn't understand. I'm so glad that when I was in between, when I was in a cocoon, when I was in between a season that was just incredible and a season that I didn't know was coming, I was in the middle of something. I was so grateful that I chose to serve God despite what I felt, despite what I knew, despite what I had evidence for. But my faith said, you know what? Do not give up on God because he has not given up on you. And today we have a choice. In a season in between that we don't understand, we have a choice to make. And it's during this season that we are allowed and we are, we are gifted to transform. And I'm excited about that because a season that the enemy wants us to despise is actually a season that God is using for our good. So we can be miserable or we can find joy. Come on. We're going to be people that find joy in every season. Come on. We don't need the blessings of God. We don't need just all this stuff to be in our life for us to have joy and faith in God. Come on. At Brave Church, we have faith in every season. We trust God in every season. You might be facing something that you don't understand right now, but let me tell you something. It might just be a blessing from God. James chapter 1, it says this. Consider it pure joy. Someone say joy. Consider it joy whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. How many of you in this room, you just want to be mature and you want to be complete? You want to grow? Come on, I, I want to be more like Jesus. I, I want to grow as a man of God. I want to grow as a pastor. I want to grow as a, a father, as a husband. But that growing process doesn't just happen, right? Come on. It's like a seed in, this, it's like a seed in the ground. Man, you got to be in darkness before you come up. It's like being in a cocoon. Something happens in that moment. And God will allow you and me to be tested because he knows it's, it's going to make a better version of us. Matthew chapter 4, check this out. Jesus was tempted in three ways in his in-between season. The first way, um, well, let me, let me share with this with you, Matthew chapter 4. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Jesus was led by the Spirit, not by the devil, into the wilderness. Come on, how interesting is that? Jesus was led by the Spirit into a wilderness place. The chapter before that, it's actually fascinating because it was back the chapter before that. It says... Matthew chapter 3, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love and whom I'm well pleased. So right before he goes into the wilderness, he is being baptized. The heavens are opening up, right? The Holy Spirit is coming down. And the voice of God is heard by everybody. Come on, what, what a miracle. What a, what a pinnacle. What a, what a high. What an amazing moment. If we were all there, we would just be, we would not even know what to say. 
It's such a rare thing to have a moment like that. In the very next chapter, the Holy Spirit led Jesus away into a wilderness. Maybe you're in a place right now where you used to be up here, right? You used to have everything together. You used to know how everything was going to play out. You used to feel like, man, I'm just walking in favor and blessing and good things are happening and all this is going on. And man, I'm just on a high. And in one moment, everything changes. And you're like, what is, what is going on? What, why am I feeling this way? Why am I going through this? Can I just tell you today that maybe the Holy Spirit has led you into a wilderness? Maybe the Holy Spirit is bringing you to a place that you're not comfortable because what happens when we're not comfortable is it reveals what's actually on the inside of us. Come on, when we're comfortable, come on, when your belly's full, when you got a fat bank account, when you got everything you need, there's not a lot to disturb you. But when you don't have a lot, when you're going through pain, when you're going through something that you don't understand, guess what gets revealed? How much faith you have. What's really on the inside? What your character's like? That's why God sends us to those places. And we don't want to go there. Come on, I don't want to go there. But I have to choose joy while I'm there. So Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. This is the definition of a wilderness. And maybe you're like, oh my gosh, this is my life right now. A wild and uncultivated region. A tract of wasteland. Maybe in your life right now, you feel like, man, everything just feels like a Man, a jungle. It just feels like I, I don't know which way to go. I just feel like it's a, a wasteland and I don't even know where to turn. There are no resources. There is no help. There is no sign that I'm in the right place. But what if it's just the place that God has you on to bring you to the next place that he has for you? What if it's the wasteland is actually a blessing? Come on, we know what a wasteland's like. You ever drive from Miami to Orlando, the turnpike? It's like a wasteland. Like, oh, I hate this. I like the new rest stops, though. Come on, let's put our hands together for the new rest stops. So nice. They finally got the Fort Pierce one up and running. I'm like, that should have been first. It's halfway point. But God will send us to a wasteland. He'll send us to a wilderness season. He'll send you and he'll send me. So Jesus gets baptized, and then the very next moment, he's in the wilderness. And we have a choice in that season because the enemy is going to come into that season of transformation and he's going to try to distort and distract and get us to want to leave that season before God does his work. The enemy is going to come into our lives and he's going to try to lie to us and he's going to try to get us to believe that God hates us and God has left us and we're a failure when in fact you're not in a, a season where you, you are alone but you are in a season where God is with you and you are being transformed and you are being changed and you are in a place that feels dark but at the end of it, man, God's goodness is at the end of that. And if you're in that season right now, I know it can be tough. There's mental games that you think. There's mental things that happen. There's spiritual stuff that comes against us. And today, I'm going to expose every way the devil's going to sabotage your transformation. I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. I like when I can sabotage the devil's plans. And that's what's going to happen today. So Jesus was tempted in three ways. Here, here they are. When I'm in an in-between season, this is a choice we have to make. I need to choose hope before desire. Hope before desire. Let me explain. Matthew chapter 4, Jesus led, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. I would be hungry too. 
Hungry? I'm hungry after two hours of not eating. Come on. Give me an, bring me an apple, somebody, please. No, just kidding. Don't do it. Number three, the tempter came to him and said, if you're the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So is there anything sinful about bread? No, no. Bread, we love bread. Come on. Bring me some Cuban bread. We need some Cuban bread up here. I just got really hungry saying that with some butter. Gosh. Um, there's nothing sinful about bread. But you're like, well, why would the devil tempt him with bread? It wasn't about what he tempted him with. It's about when he tempted him. He was tempting him during his fast, during his desire to, to grow closer to his father. And he says, why don't you just exit this whole little getting close to God right now in the wilderness part? Why don't you just leave this right now and, and perform a miracle? It was about when he tempted him. And one of the first ways that we will be tempted is with our desire because Satan tempted Jesus with a legitimate desire. And the devil will tempt you with a legitimate desire. He will tempt you with something that isn't maybe sinful, but just because it isn't sinful doesn't mean that it's the right thing. Come on. You're like, well, what are you talking about? Maybe you've been praying for a relationship. Man, God, send me a husband, send me a wife. Man, someone comes along and maybe they kind of, you know, they, they, they go to church. That's good. But there's some red flags that you feel on the inside. And God's saying no. But you're like, but I'm lonely. And the enemy's like, that's it. That's it. You're lonely? Oh, here's somebody right here. Perfect for you. Let's mess both these people up right now together. I'll get a good year out of them. Come on. They'll play house, right? They'll quit going to church. Man, all these things. Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal some years from these people. Come on. Come on. You know the enemy does it. Come on. He'll tempt us with desire. You're lonely? Oh, get ready. That is a temptation that you need to be aware of. Or maybe you're like, man, I'm in, I'm in this job. Man, I know God gave me this job, and, or I'm in this church, I'm in this social, you know, this circle of people, and, but man, the grass seems greener over there. Look at all the, these other things that are happening. Look, if I just go over there, then I, it's exciting over there, right? I, you know, I've been loyal for, you know, some years, but if I go over here, man, it's exciting over there. Man, we have a desire to feel excited and feel something new, right? Come on. I'll just be honest. The devil is going to try to run every person out of this church because after you've been here for two or three years, honeymoon's over, right? And it's really about community. It's not about emotions. It's about sticking together. It's about, it's about living together. Come on. We can all go chase excitement. People try to chase that in relationships. Come on. I'm not excited in my relationship anymore, but this person, I, I saw him and, you know, you know, saw her and Come on, the enemy, he will take a legitimate desire and try to get us to forfeit the transformation that God has us in now. Come on, anybody need some money? Hello, I'm going to pray right now. Okay, don't raise your hand. Oh, right there, Jesus right now, billion dollars, there you go. She got it, you lost, sorry. Right, money's a legitimate desire, so the enemy will come in, and maybe we're struggling financially, and he says, well, what if you just do a little bit of this? What if you just compromise a little bit here? Or what if you leave where you know you're supposed to be and you go over here and then you get over there and it's a disaster? Man, the workplace, it seemed amazing, but then you, you started working with those coworkers and you're like, oh my gosh, I'll take a pay cut to go back to my old job where I knew God placed me and everything was fine. Right, the enemy will take desires that we have. He will take things that are legitimate needs and, and things in our life and he will try to get us to, to compromise. He'll try to get us to, to sabotage the season that we're in because this is what Jesus was really saying. 
In that moment of temptation, this is what he was saying. It's not my place to satisfy my desires. It's my father's job to do that. Come on, it is God's job to provide the job. It's God's job to provide the money, the relationship, the future, all everything that you need. It is God's job to provide that. So we listen to God, we follow him, but then it's God's job to do it. And watch, you can never go wrong trusting with God. You might have to wait. You might not have to wait. I don't know. But sometimes you have to wait because God is putting something so good together and the enemy wants to mess that up. So that's one of the temptations that we get, that we have to choose my hope in God over my desire for something right now. Come on, who likes to wait? Nobody. I'm like, come on, give it to me now. I love it. I'm like, get Amazon Prime. We have everything delivered. It's just amazing. Had our groceries delivered. Didn't have to go to the grocery store. I mean, knows that so. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. We love things now and the enemy knows that. So he will try to get you to trust in yourself, trust in a shortcut, trust in something that isn't from God and choose your desire over your hope in God. So we have to know God. In this time of the in-between, I cannot compromise. The second thing is this. You guys good? All right, good, good, good. When I'm in between, I got to choose this, humility before distinction. I got to choose humility before distinction. Matthew chapter 4, this is the second temptation. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him. It's also written, do not put your Lord God to the test. Satan and Jesus are at the highest point of Jerusalem. It's the highest point of the temple. This is, the temple was the center of the city and hundreds if not thousands of people would see Jesus jump from the top of the temple and then fall, and then not only that, they would see angels carrying him down. Amazing, right? And it's like, well, what's so wrong with that? See, it's not necessarily sin, but, but putting the Lord God your test to is a sin. And Satan and Jesus were having this moment, and Satan was appealing to his pride. And he says, you don't have to wait for God the Father's timing. Man, jump off this now. Reveal yourself to the world now. Let the whole world see it. Let the whole world celebrate you. Let the whole world love you. Let the whole world know that you are Jesus, that that is who you are. And there is this desire that I think that he was appealing to in, in, in Jesus' heart and in our heart that there is a desire for acceptance there is a desire to be celebrated, that there is a desire to feel distinction and to be known. And that can lead us to a dangerous place in an in-between season. Because what the enemy will try to get us to do is break out of the cocoon. Get your way now. Let people see you now. Let You, know, you used to be a person that everybody knew, but now you're just in private and hiding now. So break out of it now. You don't need to wait for God. Jump, jump off this thing now and let the whole world see you and and it's so easy for the enemy to get us to to live for the acceptance and the celebration of man rather for than the acceptance and just the celebration that God will give us so young person you might be at school and you're like man man if I would just act like the rest of my school right they're just wild and crazy if I just you know if I step up and be a Christian I, what are they gonna think 
Can I tell you that you are the light of the world? Who cares what your school thinks? God, who cares, who cares what they have to, to say? They are looking for a leader. They are looking for someone who will just stand up and say, I will serve God. I don't care what anybody says and watch. If you stand up and serve God, watch everybody follow you. People will follow you. The world is hurting and they need leaders like you. Maybe you're in this place today and, you, and you've just been, man, caving into peer pressure, caving into societal pressure, right? And if you would just give in, you just feel like, man, I would just fit in. I would be celebrated. I would be, I, I would be you know, who I, who I would need to be. And if I just give in, then I'll have that. Can I just tell you that we have got to be the people that say, you know what? I live for the celebration of my God and I do not need to reveal myself to the world. I need God to do that. So today we have to be the people that say no to pride, that say no to self-serving attitudes. And we say, you know what? I don't need to promote myself. God is the one who promotes me. So we have to choose humility before God. We have to choose that because choosing humility before God, but also living to please people and to be famous before people, they don't go hand in hand. We're either humble before God or we seek fame and acceptance from people. So today, you might need to say, you know what? I need to humble myself before God because I don't need to be out. I don't need to be noticed. I don't need to be all these things. All I need to be is accepted by God. That was the second temptation. The third one is this. When I'm in between, I'll choose, I'll choose honor before dominion. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give to you if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Man, this is deeper than we think because I believe what Satan is trying to do here is he's, he's trying to say, you know what? I have dominion and I, and I have influence on this world. And if you will worship me, if you will bow down to me, I will, I will trade what I have and give it to you. And what he's trying to do is he's trying to get Jesus to sin so he won't go to the cross. He's trying to get Jesus to to abort and to stop and to leave this cocoon, this transformational, this important in-between season so that he won't go to the cross and save all of us. Come on. Because he was a sinless, he was a sinless sacrifice. So God always had total control and dominion over the world. But at this point, Jesus hadn't gone to the cross. The devil will say to us, sin now and you can avoid the cross later. You can have a version of what you want. See, the enemy will office, always offer us a version of what we want, but it's going to cost us our soul. It's going to cost us something great. How many times has the devil tempted us with that? Man, take the shortcut, man. Man, you can have it now. Compromise a little bit here. Does it really matter that much? Or he'll say, you know, you're not supposed to make that decision, but if you make it, you'll get all these things and you can just deal with the, the repercussions later. The enemy will try to tempt us to believe even that living for God is harder than living for the world. He'll say, you know what? You can have an easy life right now if you just choose me. You don't have to feel this opposition. You don't have to feel this. But we serve a God that has the victory. And every lie of the enemy 
man, it doesn't compare to the promise of God. Everything that the enemy has to offer us is a counterfeit. Everything that he has to offer us is fake. It doesn't last and it's gonna cost us so much. But when we serve God, we can't go wrong because in an in-between season, man, that is where God shows up. That is where transformation happens. That is where we become who we need to be in Christ. And today, God loves you and he is transforming you. I wanna close with this. Some of you in this room, the season that you're in, you can relate to this. And the Bible says, man, to take great joy in it. So if you're in a season you don't understand, take great joy in it. I love what 1 Peter chapter 4 says. It says, dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. Have you ever felt like something strange was happening to you? You ever felt like, man, I, I look across my friends, I look across social media, I look across the people that I know, and man, I just feel like something really strange is happening to me, but it's not happening to them. Or you just feel like, man, I, I feel strange on the inside. I feel strange about my life, and I feel strange about my purpose, and I feel strange about everything. Well, maybe God has you in a very special place that seems foreign, but it's a place we're going to learn who your God is. You're going to learn who you are and you're going to grow in perseverance and your character is going to be stronger and your character is going to get better. So do not despise when you feel like you are going through something strange, but say, you know what, Jesus, it's hard to thank you for this season, but I'm going to thank you for this season. It's hard to be happy in this season, but you know what? I'm going to do what the word says and I'm not going to be miserable and I'm not going to speak negative about my life and I'm not going to believe negative about my life, but I'm going to speak positive about my life. I'm going to believe positive about my life. I'm going to believe that I can have joy in a season that I don't understand. That's how we mature because it's easy to have joy when things are perfect. So let me remind you, you're not in a coffin. You're in a cocoon. Come on. You're, you're not dying. You're not going under. You're not. You're going, come on. A, a tree starts in the ground and then comes out. Come on. So God might have you in the ground right now. It might be a season where you're just, you're planted. You're in the ground. It's all dark. You can't see anything. You're in a cocoon. What's happening? But come on, God has you there. And good things on the, are on the other side of that. Good things are on the other side of a test and on the other side of a trial in the in-between. So commit to make the choices now. Man, choosing hope. Man, choosing hope. And you say, you know what? And you don't understand. Today, I want to ask you to respond if you're in this place today and you say, you know what? I am going through a season that I don't understand. It feels like something strange is happening to me. It feels like something I've maybe never even felt before. But today, I, I know that God is going to help me through it. If you're in this place today, I'm just going to pray. If you're in this place today and you want me to pray for you and you say, you know what, I'm going through that season right now. Could you just slip your hand up? Can I just, thank you, thank you. Wow, wow, come on. It's just, it's wild because each service, it's been so many people. But we take joy, come on. We take joy right now. We're gonna pray. We're gonna pray and I want you to think about the season that you're in. I believe God's gonna meet you right where you're at as we pray. God, right now, I pray over every person that raise their hand that's going through a season that they do not understand. They feel like something strange is happening to them. But in the name of Jesus, we just rebuke the lies of the enemy. 
we expose the temptations that are before us and in the name of Jesus we just we set our minds free that we can be free we can have joy we can trust in God we can have faith that good things are ahead I pray over every person that just feels like they've been in something they're not going to get out of God right now you're restoring hope God you're restoring peace and God your goodness is here and God right now I just bless them God I just release them to have joy as they are being transformed and they are going to look back at the end of this season and they're going to say I wish I hadn't been so worried because my God was with me the entire time and we give you praise for that in Jesus name we pray amen and amen let's put our hands together if you receive something Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.